Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. As interest in podcasting heats up, networks new and old are reaching out to podcasters to make it a group effort. Joining a network may be right for your podcast, but consider these five must-haves before you sign. Today's episode is brought to you by My Podcast Reviews, because you need to know what your audience is saying about your podcast. With My Podcast Reviews, you'll be notified anytime, anyone, anywhere in the world leaves a review for your podcast on Apple, Stitcher, Podchaser, or CastBox. Even though podcast ratings and reviews don't affect your podcast ranking, podcast reviews are still extremely powerful ways to know, engage, and even grow your podcast audience. So make it easy for your audience to follow, rate, and review your podcast with a free three-week trial of My Podcast Reviews when you sign up at mypodcastreviews.com slash pp. That's mypodcastreviews.com slash pp. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. I'm hot and cold on podcast networks. I know how powerful they can be and what benefits they can bring to their member podcasters. But I also know the other side of that, how they can be mismanaged and how member podcasters can be screwed over when things go south. In my tenure, I've started and managed two moderately successful podcast networks over the 17 years I've been in the podcasting game. Both were extremely early. One of those was extremely weird. But nonetheless, I learned a few things. And since that time, I've done some consulting with others who have networks on a wide range of services, pitfalls to avoid, to managing operations of the network, and even go-to-market strategies. Now, none of that really makes me an expert on podcast networks. That's, that's how different podcast networks are. They all behave vastly differently, set with different goals and objectives. However, that experience has given me some core beliefs around podcast networks, and I'd like to pass those down to you as I've coalesced them into four, no, make that five things you should consider before joining a podcast network, whether that podcast network is big or small. One, you need the ability to walk away. Now, keeping a podcast network viable is a team effort. Not just you, the podcaster, not just them, the network, but also all the other shows in the network. You know, joining a network is kind of like joining a company as an employee and that you have to trust the other people within the organization 
that they're doing what they need to do to keep the organization a going concern because it takes care and feeding to keep the network alive. You have to grow the network. You've got to stay on top of new developments. There's a lot into making the network itself viable. It can't just live on the shoulders of the podcasts that are part of the network. And if that overall organization is not working, you need to be able to walk away. I mean, you need to be able, you must fulfill your uh, commitments and obligations, obviously, if you're doing something that you've signed to contractually, you've said you will do these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to do that. But there needs to be a way for you to walk away from the network. You, You should be able to part as friends with acceptable out clauses when things just aren't working or it's just not a good fit. Number two, ownership of content. When you walk away, you need to be able to own all of your content. The content you made before you joined the network that is now hosted on the network's web service, perhaps, but also the content you made while you were part of that network. Now, again, the network might have some ownership of content you made during your time on the network itself that might have been part of the deal. Great. So definitely want to work that out. One thing to look at in your contract is to make sure there will be no surprises off of either parties when that happens to make sure you get what you need. Now, along with that idea of getting owning what you had is continuity for your audience. You remember, the idea of a network is to bring you more people. Yes, I get that. But you brought your own people to the network, most likely. So when you decide to leave that network, you will want to move your files from that network's servers and onto your own or someone else's. Now, that's the easy part, by the way. I mean, there's no complication in moving podcast hosts from one to another, and it's not that much more difficult. Really, it's not any more difficult to remove to move your podcast from one network to another because it's the same kind of process. But the network needs to make this easy for you. They need to be able to put in a 301 redirect on their side. That's not only to your feed, by the way, but also any pages. If you've been driving traffic to a different web page somewhere, all that needs to be done. All the redirecting needs to happen. And they need to pledge to keep that in place for, oh, let's say forever. Because honestly, once you set up those redirects, you shouldn't have to monitor and manage them any longer. It's not like it costs them anything. Don't, don't, don't let anybody tell you it costs money to maintain 301 redirects. That's not true at any level. And the last thing that you need, actually, that, that was the third thing. The fourth thing that you need is a minimum monthly guarantee. Look, if, if one of the reasons you joined this network is through a promise of income made from network-level advertising then the network who's selling the advertising needs to put their money where their mouth is and tell you what a minimum level income you will get. Now, I don't care if it's a token amount or they really are pushing for a really big number. You probably should care what that number is because it's not your fault if the network hires an ad person who is crappy at their job. Look, I get that pandemics and global recessions happen. That sucks for everyone. But that's the risk of running a network that is built on the premise of bringing revenue to podcasters. It's up to them to make sure they keep bringing the money in. 
Last thing is a revenue share of the network. Remember that the network is going to take a piece of the action for every ad deal they sell for your podcast and every other podcast on that network. I've seen that percentage going to the network be 50%. I've seen it as small as 5%. Doesn't matter because as the network grows, the total amount of income flowing into the network itself will increase. And yes, costs do increase for the network as they bring on new shows. That's that's life, that's business. But over time, the pool of money going into the the network should in fact increase. And I think you want a piece of that action. I know I would want a piece of that action. I think every single show on that network should get a piece of the action overall. Not just what happens on their show, but the network overall. Now, structuring this can be complicated. I like to think of it just as a bonus pool, right? Kind of like you would have at most employers where, okay, this is the residual money left over. After we've paid for things, a portion of that goes out to each of the podcast allocated by, I don't really care, downloads, impressions, you, you name it. doesn't matter to me. So long as when the network prospers overall, every show, including your show on that network, profits and prospers overall. So there's my ideas on networking. I don't have any boostograms for you to talk about, uh, for me to talk about with the show on you today. There were no reviews or new coffee supporters since yesterday. You can fix that, by the way by hitting the boost button on your fancy newfangled podcast listening app that supports boosting. You can also say nice things about podcast pontifications on whatever app or directory that takes reviews that you like to use, or just go to podcastpontifications.com slash support. Yes, I did set that up. Podcastpontifications.com slash support to get some options on how you can provide value to me for the value I give to you with these insightful episodes four days a week. There will be no episodes on Friday because I like to keep the Friday sacred. So with that, I shall be back on Monday with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. Podcast pontifications is written and narrated by Evo Terra. He's on a mission to make podcasting better. Links to everything mentioned in today's episode are in the notes section of your podcast listening app. A written-to-be-read article based on today's episode is available at podcastpontifications.com, where you'll also find a video version and a corrected transcript, both created by Alley Press. Podcast Pontifications is a production of Simpler Media. Find out more at simpler.com media. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, 
threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donations4abortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.